What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KJ Fatu Podcast. I wanted to let you guys know about a thing that I do called Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash KJ Fatu. When I do Patreon, you can get a inside look into a lot of stuff that I have going on, plus bonus music, etc., etc. All it takes is a second to go over there and check it out. Patreon.com forward slash KJ Fatu. Become a patron. Help support this podcast and uh, get a ton of free unreleased music in the process. So today's uh, KJ podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, usually I might have a guest on or I might hit a topic or something like that. But I thought what would be kind of dope is to um, give you guys sort of an inside look into my new record, which just came out for those that have either supported my Kickstarter for the Jonah movie or for those who um, pre-sale, who part of my pre-sale at pledgemusic.com forward slash KJ52. So I thought what I would do is just kind of go through a little bit of some of the songs and give you some of the insight or the background or the meaning behind each track. And uh, yeah, ain't nobody else can do it except me. So here's the deal. I'm going to go ahead and start from the front end and uh, I'll play just a snippet and then you'll get a chance to listen and then I'll, and I'll comment right after. So let's rewind then, back when he was walking with blind men, back when he was falling behind, man, back never knowing the love worth finding. He was never calling to find him. He was just going to find sin. He was so hopeless, but right then, he was changed in a moment, found the true friend, a king, his God, he took his sin. He was told, get in a boat, and so he climbed in. So the first track um, is uh, literally the introduction, and this is sort of a spoken word piece, uh, is the best way I can describe it. Um, I sort of wrote this, essentially I wrote it about myself in the third person, so I reveal that at the end. Um, This actually started as someone reaching out to me, Um, for those that don't know, I came to Christ through a... uh, radio ministry called Love Worth Finding, and a guy by the name of Adrian Rogers. And um, when I was 15, I had been tuned into his program and gave my life to Christ in his bedroom. Well, he passed away, I think, in 06. I never got a chance to meet him, but I did get to talk to a lot of people that have kind of like been impacted with his ministry. And so I was reached out through uh, a friend of mine, John Sanders, who I know through Camp Electric, and Gabe. Um, both these guys I know through Camp Electric, and they said, hey, we're going to do a sort of documentary about his story, but also about the truth, and they said, we would like to put you in it because you're one of the people that we know that has been impacted directly. So on the actual documentary is people like Mike Huckabee, uh, Dave Ramsey, Kirk Cameron, a lot of really stalwarts of the evangelical movement, um, evangelical church, which, you know, they are approaching this documentary from a truth standpoint, but they said, we don't have anybody that's an actual direct result of his ministry. And they said, we'd like to put you in there just to share your story, but on top of that, we'd like you to um, write a piece about your story. And so that's basically where this came from. I started working on it back in October, um, and then once it was kind of done, we shot the video for it in Memphis. This this documentary is not out yet. Uh, But we shot a video for it in Memphis, and I was like, man, this is really my story. Like, would you guys be okay if I went ahead and put this on my next project? And they were like, absolutely, no problem. And so that's where it comes from. And a big shout out to Dominic Gibbs, uh, formerly of Laughlin, 
um, now with a group called the Tennies, with him and his wife. Um, I've just started working with those guys quite a bit, and he did all the music behind it. And just kind of really captured the emotional essence of the song. So I just felt it was like something cool, especially when the video finally drops. I can't wait for you guys to see it because the way they shot it was like in 4K and like it's going to be amazing. So um, it just felt like a nice way to start off the project. So uh, the next track is called Time Alone. I just need some time alone. Nobody ring my phone. Can I get some time alone? Let me get up in my zone, get up in my zone Some days I'm an introvert, wanna get away, leave this earth Broke down, I'm getting worse, I'm too proud to admit I'm hurt There are days when I get berserk, there are days when I lie to work I fall apart, check my heart, hit the start, hit the doctor Man, I'ma get this work, but I never seen the finish first I need some help from what I doubt, my heart is in a hearse So mad I'm finna curse, that mess I didn't deserve, I'm broke so this actual um, song was one of the first ones I wrote, um, Juice Bangers. Uh, I was connected with him through Derek Minor, and he sent me a ton of beats. And so he made sort of like the initial track for it, and I kind of wanted to take it one step further and just sort of add some melody and add some musicality to it. And so I reached out to Dom, again, Dominic Gibbs, um, to kind of continue the the music aspect of it, and they're also really good at kind of bringing out the melodic side, and so I ended up recording it at his house with him and uh, and his wife, Madeline, uh, who, they're supposed to be having a baby any minute now, shout out to the Gibbs, um, and so she's the one that you also hear singing on it from a BG st BGV standpoint, and they were just, I, I was really stuck on this song, to be honest with you, I was actually really stuck, I had the idea, but I could not seem to flesh it out, and sort of my collaboration with them sort of got the ball rolling creatively, so I'm like super grateful for that, because it was kind of right after then that happened when everything on the album just started to, to just flow. Um, this record didn't start as originally as an album, it was just going to be a couple bonus songs that I was going to put on a deluxe version of Jonah, but once I started the creative process, all of a sudden I just kind of got lost in the sauce, you know what I mean, like in a good way, um, and this was one of the first tracks we did, obviously it sort of has a different feel from anything I've done before, I was kind of going for sort of like a Drake meets pop vibe, and um, the lyrics actually come out of just kind of some of the junk that I've been through over the last year, uh, just dealing with a lot of uphill battles and stuff that I don't really need to go into detail, if you follow me on social media, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but what I realized was like my time alone spent with God is where I fight those battles the best. You know, being honest in my relationship with him when I'm frustrated, when I'm happy, when I'm, you know, X, Y, Z. And so that's where the lyrics of, of it kind of really came from. And even just when I'm talking about, you know, um, you know, everything's going wrong. I didn't get no sleep, but I'm okay. It's kind of like being able to see the bigger picture. So anyway, moving on to the third track. Uh, it's called You Know It. Uh, so check it out. Yeah, it's like I got a fountain 
the youth It's like I gotta find the truth So right when I'm down in the booth I got these lines in my mouth Like the rappers are cracking my tooth uh, See I was down for a few Down for the count But I'm back on the move uh, And I don't know what to do But the boy came up Like I'm bouncing balloons I ain't even down with the crew I ain't even down with the rules I ain't just down with the truth I ain't just down with the proof That my lord ran out of the tomb Boom It's like I'm bouncing the groove Like I'm running up and down so I did this song with a homie by the name of Speck, uh, along with a guy by the name of Quentin Coblitz. Coblitz? Coblitz? I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, I put out a sort of APB on Beats a couple months back, and I said, hey, anybody send me tracks? Uh, I want to check them out. I got a ton of submissions, but something about this beat probably stood out to me more than any of a lot of the other tracks I got, and probably just because it's so different. And in, in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of something Timberland would do but more of a modern version of it. And Timberland's always been one of my favorite producers. Um, and then where the song conceptually kind of came together was because um, just like, it was just a phrase, you know what I'm saying? Like if someone says, oh, well, da-da-da-da, I'd be like, man, you know, you know it. You know, it just became a phrase. A lot of my hooks and my ideas and my concepts sometimes just come out of phrases that I might say. And I find that's usually a better expression of like what I want to come across with. Musically, so that's basically where that came from. Um, and then, as far as the lyrics, um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm, I'm kind of venting a little bit, you know, what I mean, like there's a bit of venting going on where you know, my position in the music industry right now, you know, they, they kind of want to write you off a little bit when you've been around for a long time, um, or they just stop paying attention, or they ask you where you went when you haven't gone anywhere. And so, you know, just to be honest with you, I kind of threw it out all together, and that's where the song more or less came out of. But anyway, let's move on to track number four. <laughs> it's called Be Like That. Yeah. Be like that. Man, it be like that. Be like that. Nice specimen, man. I'll be right back. Yeah. First kick around flow way back in 94, but can't spell OG without the letter Z-O. Anywhere that he go, we go. Zero lined up. Took a shot at it like a free throw. First name Joe, the last name Sorrentino. Dang, that sound like a Jewish Gambino. But nobody would gamble on the kids like Reno. Got my shot, but it fell backwards like Neo. Yeah, we know. That's just you had to face, I was on the weekend, you could call it Saturdays, get it, weekend, yeah, yeah, anyways, kept on speaking with any tracks that I had to blaze, without a database, I'm going that a ways, but I knew my Jesus, not uh, so on this song, I had, basically I had just written this verse, I can't even remember what, who I, uh, I, uh, I can't remember what track I wrote it to originally, maybe I didn't even, maybe I wrote it to this beat, honestly, I don't remember, um, but uh, the homie Marv Mo Beats, who you guys might know, he did uh, uh, the joint I did with Derek Miner, uh, know about it on the last album. He sent me a bunch of beats sort of at the last second. I heard this one, and this to me, like, I guess I have to say it's like my sweet spot, you know what I mean? Like, chopped up sample, boom bap, drums, you know, spitting kind of like very wordplay type verses, um, you know, sometimes you just want to stick a song on there that's like rapping for the sake of rapping, 
You know what I mean? Uh, there's a part of me that wants to do that still, just to kind of still be like, you know, just my way of just being like, it just appeals to the MC side of me. That's the best way I could describe it. And so, you know, obviously there's a content to what I'm trying to say, you know what I mean? And I'm really, really happy with um, the verses and, you know, the wordplay and um, in some regards it reminded me of the track uh, that J. Cole did called False Prophets where it's just sort of him rhyming about what's going on in his head and you know it's just sort of a boom bap type beat so that's kind of what I was going for I mean it really wasn't that deep Um, and when I, I actually did it I did it to make sure it was done really loose and really off the cuff uh, so I actually recorded it straight through. There was no punch-ins. I went straight from the verse to the hook, to the hook, to the second verse, to the hook. Um, because I wanted to kind of capture that looseness. You know what I mean? Like that sort of looseness of feel, um, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, this was also one of the first tracks that I had Braille, uh, who I've known for a long, long time, mix. Um, and then I had the homie uh, Rich Gilliland play, uh, my old bass player play live bass on it to add a little thickness to the beat. So, yeah, not gonna lie, it's kind of one of my favorite songs on there. Uh, moving right along, track number five, that's Worldwide 2 featuring Golden Child. So, this brings us to like the first actual feature on the album. So, obviously, me and Golden Child go way back. Um, when I started working on the record, this was right around the time that we were looking at. Um, it was the 20th anniversary of the album that me and him had done called Sons of Intellect and Cyber Comprehensions. And so part of me was like, man, we should do like an updated version of one of the tracks for the album, you know, for like a re-release of the project um, of Insightful Comprehension, Sons of Intellect. And so that's kind of where this came out of. Uh, it was his suggestion to kind of redo the original hook and put it on this one. And also, I was working on the documentary at the same time, and so, um, in my head, I thought, you know what, this would be perfect to put in the documentary, it's like, it's like a bookend between the original and what it is now, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it came from, so it's kind of like, again, just showing you a little bit of my history, a little bit of my story, um, the little speaking part is from a really old interview I did with Jack, Golden Child, like, 10, 15 years ago that I never put out, and so I thought it would be good to go on there, and then DJ Morph came through, and he threw the scratches, because um, we were kind of going for that 90s boom bap feel, you know what I mean, especially on that one, and uh, Morph also scratched on uh, Be Like That, and and I'll be honest with you, like, when I put this, when I finished it, I was like, man, are people going to vibe with this, like, because this is such a throwback style-wise, like, are people going to vibe with this, like, I don't know if kids will, but I was like, will anybody vibe with it? Is it too old school? I I tend to overthink all my songs. And it's funny, you know, even just in the initial um, feedback so far, people have been like, yo, man, I really like Worldwide. I'm like, that one? All right. (laughs) And so, like, from the versus standpoint, um, I'm talking about, you know, what the temperature was like when we were together as a group, and and Golden Child's kind of talking about that, too, so. Bigger brother, a big brother to me. He, be, he became a mentor for me. And, um, time passed. We were about nine months to a year went by, and we started talking about, um, doing a record together. And so we became something. And, like, I think it took about a year and a half to record at the time I started. 
It was me and Golden Child rhyming in the spot. We was the crew at the time, plus we getting hot. My group is on the rise, plus we finna pop. Plus we had a demo at the time that we finna shop. Try to spit on any mic, we get a rock. From the clubs all the way to the ghetto spot. In the projects, but they would just flip the rock. Where they used to hold the bricks. Yeah, man. Like it always kind of like reconnect the with the But anyway, uh, moving right along to the next track. Track number six, Saw the Light. Featuring Sean C. Johnson. Um, in its parentheses, uh, love God, love people. Uh, check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> love God, love people. Love God, love God, love people. Just I'm up in the morning, jumping on up and I'm yawning. Yeah. See the rain is not pouring, but I'm up and I'm solving. <laughs> I ain't worried a moment. I know the one that I hoping. Yeah. I know the one that I go with. Yeah, he's my one and my only. Huh. That's when I'm feeling alone. That's when you got me home. That's when you right in the wrong. That's when you got me on. That's when you gave me the song. Uh, I cannot go on my own. Nope, I cannot make it alone. Nope, I am weak and you're strong. So this was again. So shout out to Marv because Marv. Every time I'd be like, Marv, I'm not doing any more songs, he would send me more beats, and I would just, he all of a sudden, catch my ear with, like, one more beat. <laughs> and <laughs> I heard this, and I'll be honest with you, my first initial listen was like, oh, it's too churchy. Like, how am I going to make a rap out of something like that? It's too slow. It's too churchy. Um, I've never really rocked on, like, you know, because he's playing, you know, piano chords on there. You know, I mean, church piano chords. Um, but... I had a verse that actually ended up fitting on the song. And so I was like, ah, oh, man, I wonder if this could actually work. And then the more I tweaked it, the more I messed with it, I was like, maybe this could actually work. It's kind of like a, you know, a Chance the Rapper kind of vibe where he fuses gospel music with, you know, hip-hop. And I thought this would be kind of one of those songs that's, like, really encouraging to the body. And, and you know, maybe I'll kick, like, a updated flow pattern on it so it's like you're, you're fusing these two worlds together musically. So I actually handed it off to Spec um, to sort of flesh all that out because he's really good at like arrangements. He's good at vocal production. He's really good at like producing a song past the point of just the initial beat. And so that's basically what happened. And so um, we went through a bunch of different incarnations on it until we finally land at it with this. And that's when I reached out to Sean and I was like, yo, man, like your vocal style, uh, which is kind of like, you know, like a John Legend. He's got kind of almost like a gospel John Legend kind of vibe. Um, and so he actually re-sang some of the stuff that I had sang to kind of like flesh it out. Um, it's me on the chorus, but it's him re-singing some other parts and stuff like that so I was I was really happy because it's got like such a really good feel good vibe like it's hard to listen hard to not listen to this song and not feel like good you know and then and also I drew a little bit of inspiration from a really old gospel song that we used to sing like when I first got saved which was like uh it's like this 2-4 beat called I Saw the Light it was like I saw the light I saw the light no more darkness no more night I'm so happy, da, da 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 Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I mean, obviously, I can't sing it very well, but you get the idea. So that's where that came from. Uh, very happy how that turned out. Braille mixed that joint, and uh, I thought he really 
kind of bridge the gap. And, and one thing I had spec do was kind of add some 808, some, some low end to it, which I think really fleshed it out nice. So, Track 7, He Won't Fail Me featuring Zanti. Check it out. Zanti, uh, he is uh, an 18-year-old kid out of my hometown of Tampa, Florida. Um, I saw him sort of on the radar. I didn't know who he was uh, from a personal level, but, you know, was checking him out. And through a series of situations, I ended up actually getting on the phone with him and his dad to kind of share some wisdom and share some, um, some, some advice and some expertise and et cetera, et cetera, with him and his dad. Because, uh, you know, his star is really on the rise, and so there's a lot of people that are interested in him. And so it's really tough when you're, when you're just coming up to navigate the industry to some extent. Because, honestly, you know, when a lot of guys start out, we just want to make music. We just want to make music and reach people. Like, it's not really very deep. It's, but once success starts to come, that's when it gets, starts to get complicated. And so, you know, God really put him on my heart because, I mean, one, he's from my hometown. Two... Um, I remember being in that situation at that age and I thought, man, you know, guys like myself who have been around the block, like we owe it to the younger artists to build into them and to like share our wisdom with them and like to, you know, not necessarily mentor cause I don't like that term, but just, just to, just to be resources, you know? And so, um, after building with him and his dad over you know, a couple weeks and stuff like that, I got this beat from Spec, and I was like, yo, man, like, this is really on that, this this beat-wise is kind of really on that sort of trap, mumble rap vibe, I I don't, I hate to use that term mumble rap, but it's not, I'm not saying Zanti is a mumble rapper, but just sort of that modern type sound, you know what I'm saying, and so when I heard it, I was like, I like to be challenged, you know, but I also know what my wheelhouse is, and I also know what my limitations are, and so, um, I wrote the chorus initially, which was, he won't fail me, but I didn't like the way I sounded on the chorus, and so I had, I reached back out, and I said, hey man, do you think he could jump on this song, and or maybe like re, um, retweak this chorus, not necessarily rewrite it, but just like add melody to it, because I can't do, I can't do what he does. <laughs> And, um, man, it just, it was just the, it was the perfect thing is exactly what the song needed. So I'm kicking sort of a different flow style on there, sort of triplet kind of vibe. Um, his melody was perfect for like adding the, just the extra element into the song. But I think, you know I mean? Like 
I think the the content is really what I think shines. It's like it's a universal message. Like people need to hear. It's like when you're going through something, you need to know that God won't fail you. Sometimes you have to say that to yourself, like as you're going through it. You know, and that's like what I say in the verse. You know, I went from something to nothing, right back from nothing to something. Um, you know, I've experienced a lot of ups and downs over over my career, and it's like the only thing I can rely on is the fact that He won't fail me. And um, when He sent in His verse, I re- I really dug because He has some really clever lines in there. You know, like God's got my back like a backpack, or He said He'll never fail me like a, a- He never fails like an A student. <coughs> like that's that's like a punchline to me. That's like a rap verse punchline. Um, so I thought that was really dope, and, um, yeah, man, you know, I mean, it's cool when two different generations can find a common ground, um, to make songs that glorify the creator, so shout out to Zanti and the Zealots. Alright, moving on, track number eight, uh, this joint is All I Have featuring Dayton, here you go. interesting so when i got the beat from spec um i wanted to like have something that was modern to where hip-hop is at but i also wanted to have something i could be sort of lyrical on so i remember getting this beat and it just it was so minimal like it was just an 808 and like this little key sound in there and it was so minimal but it just really it kind of felt like struggle is the for some reason the tail end of my podcast when i was recording got cut off so i'm just going to go ahead and pick it up from here um yeah, like I said, the song just really felt like struggle. It felt like a boxer would play this like before he goes out to a fight. And uh, so I had sort of the, the lyrics written, but I could not for the life of me come up with a chorus. And um, while I wrote the last line, I, listen, I re-listened to the last line back and I was like, oh man, that, that sounds like the chorus. And I, you know, Speck happened to be there with me when we were recording it uh, and working on it. Just happened to have, we were two, we had two shows back to back together, so it worked out perfect. He kind of coached me through it, produced it, um, and then after it was done, I was like, yeah, man, this song's dope, but I wonder what could take it to the next level. And I looked at a guy like Dayton, who is very lyrical, but also his flow dynamic is just ridiculous. So like, what he does is in you know stark contrast to what I'm bringing on there, and so I thought what he did just... Just really set it off perfect. It was just the perfect accent to the song, and we just shot the video like a week ago. So super excited what this is going to be. Um, moving on to birthday, uh, this track was something I actually wrote right around my birthday, and mainly because I thought, man, why is it on our birthday is when we just go all out? You know what I mean? Why shouldn't we live our lives or our days like this all the time? You know, if we lived every single day, like a birthday, would we approach life differently? And I mean, you could even say from a spiritual aspect, um, you know, the fact that, 
you know, the Bible says God's mercies are new every day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, I've been sitting on that beat from spec, but it felt like what a birthday should feel like, like going out with your homies or homets, depending on who you are, and just living it up and what that would feel like, that feeling of freedom. Um, and so that's kind of where the song came from. And then we got uh, Madeline Gibbs to sing BGVs on there. And uh, yeah, super, super excited about that. And then even like the little line about, you know, I'm too old to be feeling this young. You know, sometimes I take inventory and I go, man, like I'm really still living my dream. Like I have nothing to complain about. I have so much to be thankful for. Um, so that's just, it's just where that comes from. In the new whip, drop the top, hit the spot with my two friends. Okay. I wanna hang with the cool kids, but all I ever rock is a car with the two rims. <laughs> Every day I pursue him. He got a clues to the rules of the blueprint. Uh, and I'ma move to the groove ends. Can I get a little bit of cake with the cool whip? Yeah. Every day is a birthday. Spot need grace in the worst way. I run a race to the first place, brand new like the first day of the first grade. And I'ma live it up. And anything holding me back there, I'ma give it up. Uh, I can't get enough. And I ain't quitting up till I'm finished up, man. Get em up. The final song literally just came about literally at the last second. Uh, Poetics sent me this beat. I've been messing around with the concept of Savage. And I thought, you know what? What are some things that I could do? Sort of like the one thing I felt like the record lacked was a little bit of humor. And so this was a really last second, like bringing it all together. And so it was kind of inspired by my son who walked around the house all the time going, that boy, that boy, that boy, that boy. And the savage thing just kind of came from being around kids, you know, who like to use that term. And I wrote most of it actually at the skate park, which, you know, it kind of lent itself to that idea. So first verse is just me being, you know, talking about things that are savage that really aren't savage at all. Like, I'm going to take your Chick-fil-A, eat it in front of you and throw it away. Like, it's not really that savage. It just sounds like it. These are things that I would like do as a joke and like hashtag it on a social media post. And then obviously the second part of the the verse is talking about how, you know, before I knew who Christ was, I lived life savage. And then, I mean, to really, to live your life for Christ in this day and age is to be savage too, because it goes against the grain of what the world wants. So it was like the perfect ending, and uh, I'm really, really happy with the record. I hope you guys dig it. You can still get it right now at Pledge Music um, for the next couple weeks. It will go worldwide on the 15th of February on all other digital outlets. Uh, but once again, thank you guys for your support. Appreciate y'all. God bless.